0: You are now tuning in to Empower 610, where we empower minds one episode at a time. One of our missions here is empowering the creatives, empower the community. By empowering the creatives and empowering the community, our whole goal is to empower
1: the culture. Yo, what is up, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Empower 610, where we empower minds one episode at a time. Let's get it and before we start this episode we just want to ask you if you're a new subscriber if you could please consider subscribing to the podcast as of right now 63.6 percent of viewers that are watching this are not subscribed
0: wow so my question is if you're watching this Mm -hmm. if you're reading this if you're hearing this however you're tuning into this what y'all waiting on word because i'm feeling real judgmental and we dropping all these gems but you know dropping all these gems but they ain't collecting them
1: exactly but diamonds
0: are made out of, under pressure this is this is big facts homie all right word
1: so let's start this
0: episode what are we talking about today nice well if you tuned in last time we talked about life lessons that you learned in your 20s and i added some of my two cents into that Because, obviously, I'm in my 30s, so I clearly survived my 20s. Yeah. Kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. You know what's weird?
1: It's because, like, a lot of people my age, and when they're in their 20s, one, like, I was worried about my, like, just being 25 once I got to that tipping point. Now I'm 28, and now I'm worried about my 30s. So I think if you're worried about your 30s, this is definitely going to be an episode for you.
0: (laughs) Uh, I know, and I'm here in my 30s turning 40 this year, and it's like, bruh. This is 30, it's ending, and then what's coming through on the side of 40. And then, you know, Hove on Kingdom Come said 40 is the new 20, so I don't know what that means for me. (laughs) But here we are. So, we're gonna talk about life lessons I learned in my 30s in no particular order, because I don't need people hitting me up talking about some ranking stuff. I ain't got time for that. Did anybody harass you about ranking? ranking no not yet okay well that's good that's a, blessing. that's a
1: blessing and if you you are harassing us about ranking you better be here subscribe <laughs> only people that are subscribed get to complain
0: yeah word yeah complaint inbox is only for subscribers y'all because i don't want to no text no dms no rice you don't eat nothing you're not trying to hear none of that all right so what's number one on the list i mean in no particular order uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um i think for me being that um at the right age of 39 and just celebrating this week uh, my daughter passed her driver's license test
1: let's go keeks i know she she's gonna uh, gonna
0: flip out when she heard you call her that it's
1: all good i met her as keeks yeah she's like nah i don't like
0: that no more don't call me that don't call me that (laughs) um but my daughter passing her driver's license test so that's like man i've really been a parent 16 years, and just so much has happened over that time. Um, so it just really, it all these different levels put a lot of things in perspective. So, you know, one of the biggest things for me is legacy and thinking about how much life is different. Being a parent and you know, having two kids, I have a son and I have a daughter, and my daughter being you know, 16, it's like, bro, she's so close to being out of high school trying to you know make sure to drop gems onto her and you know sometimes people will say teenagers are hard-headed and don't listen and you know maybe that's the case in some cases but i know like how i was as a teenager so the cool thing is i have the gift of being able to look back and reflect and just trying to you know pour in and say things and and do things that can impact her you know in the long run are you in control of your mental health self-love is the best kind of love Today's gems are sponsored by BetterHelp, the leading online therapy platform connecting you with over 20,000 licensed therapists, helping you getting back to loving you. Communicate through video, audio, or unlimited messaging. BetterHelp offers you flexible options to communicate with your therapist. With a simple questionnaire,
1: BetterHelp will match you with the right therapist for your specific needs in as little as 48 hours. Don't wait to start your mental health journey today with BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp.com/slash/empower610
0: for 10% off your first month of therapy with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com/slash/empower610. Thinking about kids and legacy is, you know, doing things to pour into them, but then also thinking about things that, um, you know, what's going to help benefit, you know, their future and, you know, me. uh, you know working at a university what does that mean for my kids if they want to you know go to school and how does that impact their legacy moving forward and, and having access to to education and kind of having that life hack of you know working at a university you know your if you're married your significant other goes to school for free you know no t- no tuition costs well i'll put it that way and then um same with the kids so you know long term again it's a, a way that they can be educated in that setting but also like for me it's you know it's a choice right you know i don't i don't try to force you have to go to school you have to go to you know college to be successful because i feel like that's the american lie not the american dream Mm. so but i feel like those types of things are important she loves to read she loves playing sports
1: i wonder where she got that from
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean i like to i i i feel like um you know that was something big for both me and her mom to impress upon you know uh reading and you know literacy and she's always been into books so you know that was like a long-term vision and she's always been ahead um academically because of how much she can comprehend and how well she speaks and being in theater and stuff like that so you know just being open-minded but now like just reflecting back on you know these past years just You know there's like it just really flies like you don't realize because you're so busy it's like oh you know me having my kids you know on the weekends it's like there's always so much going on activities for one kid activities for another kid different things going on and then you know next thing you know it's like oh wow like I got a whole teenager who doesn't necessarily want to hang out with dad and wants to hang out with their friends and you know not taking it personal too so you know embrace the times you do have for those that do have kids and you know cherish those moments
1: it'd be fine i don't have kids but i got my nephews and i feel like just a couple months ago they were just a couple months old just one year old two year old next thing you know they're three next thing you know they're four now i got another one that's six i'm just like uh (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah yo it, it's it's trippy and you know even like you said like you know you met my daughter when she was much smaller and oh man some videos that she was in the first, and the she did voiceover the first voice
1: over we did that felt like literally it was just like three years ago and yeah then, and then you get the facebook memories and you're just like what
0: it was really longer you know what i mean and so that's that's uh that's the trippy part for me it's just kind of like embracing <clears throat> excuse me embracing those changes embracing what that means and then you know trying to be thinking about uh you know what the future what the future holds and stuff like that that's super important
1: so my question is as a parent they always say like no one is ever ready to be a parent mm-hmm. there's no such guide yeah there are books on parenting advice and stuff like that mm-hmm. how do you feel like that changed you especially in your 30s because you learned probably a lot on the way and I think you come from a very specific situation where like you're a teacher and you're also a parent. So you've mm-hmm. gotten through like many levels of different age groups and you've been in front of them dealing with it. So it's almost like you had practice in a way of like mentorship, but at the same time it's different when, you know, they're living with you and things along those lines.
0: Yeah. Um, to be honest, like what was crazy is like, you know, with me and their mom, you know, I was twenty three when my daughter was born. Mm-hmm. So that was trippy, and I was starting grad school. I went to real estate school, so it was just so much happening, and we had just both, you know, finished college. So it was very new for us as you know young folks having kids, you know, kids raising kids and whatnot. So, um, but then the fast forward and you know things playing out the way they've played out, um, it is interesting. And one thing that I've always like strived to have is you know try to impress upon you know reality and mm-hmm. giving things that i didn't have or you know giving things that i did have that i felt like were beneficial so you know helping her establish you know a bank account as soon as she could establish a bank account helping her yep having conversations about like credit and how those things work and um you know adding her as a user on, on my cards as well to help her establish credit and have that dialogue you know make sure she is having that dialogue at home if she, Even if she's not getting it at school Which you know they do to a degree You know I have a teen version of Rich Dad Poor Dad And I've had her read some chapters of it And you know even when just talking to her about it And she was just like I was like alright so what did you get from this chapter What did you get from that She's just like I mean it just makes sense Like it just It's logical You know what I mean So right. it's cool because You know some of these things are high level So you never really know What they're truly paying attention to But you know when you're talking to them And you find out like what they're really taking in It is very fascinating um you know and her having a job and working and all that stuff and just you know watching her grow up and be independent is you know is really amazing so that's that's really the fun side and same with my son like just him growing and evolving and he's almost my height now and then people (laughs) see me out with them and they're like oh wow like your kids are like really grown and yeah people that know me like i feel like i watched your kids grow up and i was like bruh (laughs) it's it's yeah it's it's a lot to take in but You know i I like to embrace it as well so it's one of those things definitely one of those things
1: very nice very nice and i want to know when it comes to parenthood and also when it comes to having a business i remember me and you talked about treating your business like your baby and things along those lines so how how would you be able to relate parenthood to business and also relating it to Mentorship,
0: Because you, you mentored a lot of students in your past. So what are the similarities that you found with that? Um, that's something I always preach. You know, your business is your baby. You can literally cultivate it by, you know, the time and energy you put into it. So, you know, making sure early on you got to pour a lot more time, effort and energy into it. And then, you know, being mm-hmm. disciplined and diligent with. You know how much you stick to the script with what's happening with the funds. You know what I mean? Your funds ain't to go out and have fun. Yeah. Reinvest. And so sometimes people fall in love with the profit and then they're not really growing the business. And a lot of businesses fail. I think it's like 60% or 50% fail within the first three years. Mm-hmm. And so part of it is they're not taking care of their infant. Yep. You know, it gotta, you gotta cultivate it. It's got pampers at first, you gotta really take care of it. Keep it clean. Have a system, and you know, just like with um having kids, fear is taught. You know what I mean. Kids have to be taught fear. You know, and you see a lot of little kids. They be playing around the stairs, be ready to walk into the street. And if yep. you're not there to kind of be like, hey, no, hey, no, like how many times to kick out of here, no, right? Exactly. Don't touch the stove. Don't touch the grill. Don't jump in the deep end. You don't know how to swim yet. You know, so much of your parent is making sure you're kind of creating those barriers so that way they don't hurt themselves or worse right so you know starting a business is the same way um but in that you know your, your cash flow is a big part of it having a good idea is you know part of it and how you connect and interact with other people to you know drive sales is all part of it but the important thing too is like learning learning quickly learning swiftly and i know in the last episode we talked about uh failing fast right you know that's a big part of it just like a kid they start to crawl they practice walking yep what happens they're always falling they feel the pain they embrace it they get back up and then they also look at how you respond to that i like that you know what i mean so mm-hmm. your business is the same exact way and i've only cradle it for but so long. and sometimes you got to let it run and be fly
1: and then eventually you grow it to a point and scale it to a point where it's running by itself and you're not even in the operation anymore you're just kind of Guiding it here and there every now and then, because that's the eventually that's the goal for any business owner is not always having to be basically a slave to your business, but be able to create something that creates solutions for people, Mm -hmm. gives back to the community, Mm -hmm. but also gives you that independence and that freedom that most entrepreneurs kind of go for initially. Yeah, because many of them get stuck in the mix. And I feel like I'm a little bit stuck in the mix right now. But it's just growing pains as we speak because i'm still very much involved in the business but eventually i want to get it to a point where i'm more of like the i'm orchestrating it Mm -hmm. and i can i can give more opportunity to people that did that don't have the opportunity because i i didn't have the opportunity when i was coming up i had to create my own opportunity
0: yeah and that and i think that's the big thing is like just like with parenting you have to be aware of the opportunities that exist. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we're not always aware of opportunities that exist. But now, like, we don't really have as many excuses. You're a slave to whatever your habits are, right? So, like, with kids, you got to expose them to, like, oh, here's these books you should read. And then, like, going out of your way to buy multicultural books, exposing yep. them to different things. Because if you rely on regular culture, regular schools, they're going to whitewash everything. Yeah. and Just you be blunt that's what it is
1: and you don't have control of the syllabus that they're presenting nope because like now even even with math nowadays they do it differently mm-hmm. so that's the that's the thing where you have to look at the syllabus you have to look be aware of like what they're getting taught what they're getting taught even through the internet because now a lot of people get their knowledge sadly off of like tiktok mm-hmm. and some other financial knowledge on top of that they're taking financial advice from tiktok that's not necessarily true yep um so Imagine just like a teenager having that and trying to make n- financial decisions just based off of what they saw on like a TikTok or an IG reel and things on those lines. Yeah. So that's like new, different battles that you have to face as a parent that probably, you know, decades ago they didn't have to face, but it was always like a different type of platform.
0: Yeah, and they're overexposed. You know, like just think like seventy, eighty years ago, when TV was just first developing yep it was like magic in a box yeah so now everybody looked at it as oh that's facts that's bible that's on there they would never do this and you still have people that believe that now you have (laughs) you know i hate to say it but i remember for a while on facebook i would have old heads sending me all types of like madness in my dms of links to check out i'm like "Mm, this is not even a true article it even says that you know it's one of those websites that it's satire yeah and you're looking at this as if it's real, you know, so people don't necessarily like to read the fine print, but consume everything but question everything too.
1: Yeah, and so to kind of transition into the next one, what would you say in no particular order <laughs> is your next kind of thing on the list that you you learned in your thirties? And I think one the, the one you should go over specifically is time, which we briefly went over. Because you had time on the top of your list and I had health on the top of my my mm-hmm. list. And I know they correlate together and we spoke about that, but kinda of go into deeper of why in your thirties you feel like time is more important.
0: Um, I think just it's literally the most valuable asset any of us possess, right? Like if you have money and you have time and you think about it, like you're investing the decisions you make are an investment on what can happen next what type of residual time income do you possess so if you choose to just eat horribly you know as a choice of time and decision making right oh i have time i can go eat sweets eat cotton candy right at some point in time yeah you might have this sugar high for a moment but now you're burned out so now you can no longer get anything done and now you're wasting time Based off the time And the choice you had to make On what you were about to consume Health wise So that's why I believe They're so interchangeable It's the same thing Like You know If I choose to just Hang out Party And there's nothing wrong with Party And I'll never knock anybody For having a good time I think right. We gotta live life The way we see it, And I'll never judge people But Sometimes when I would Go out I'd be like Man I'm out And it's cool However I could've got XYZ done right i really wanted to because i would get more of a residual benefit from but you know i've changed over the course of my 30s of all right like i can try to loosen up a little bit try to have fun because sometimes having fun periodically does give you a residual towards all right i'm not so like work centric because i would never right. want to get to my old age and be like oh my god well i really worked hard and I never really went anywhere, or did anything. Yeah.
1: And then next thing you know, you're like that six-year-old in a club.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just mad identity issues thinking you're still 20 or something. Like, now nah, you OG, OG, OG.
1: And it's funny because you talk about time as an asset. And what do assets do when it comes to accounting?
0: <laughs> assets, you know, they, they pay you back. Well, they also. Income.
1: Also, in addition to that, they depreciate over time.
0: Yeah, they can. So not always with real estate,
1: and and the the thing, the the interesting thing is with with time and also with health. They they usually depreciate over time because the older we get, the more health issues we have. Even if you're like the healthiest human, genetics come into play and you could have yep. something. But um, as you get older, you, you start becoming very selective of your time because we spoke about the timeline. You don't know what your timeline is. Nah. You don't well, know it You don't know what your If you're living to, you know, 40, 50, 60, who knows? And on the previous episode, we talked a lot about death. Mm -hmm. So before (laughs) we even started this podcast, you were mentioning how you start to really think about death a lot. Um, Not in a sense of like mental health wise, but in a sense of just everything in your surroundings. And I remember you uh, specifically saying on one of your statuses, on Facebook, I've been to more funerals than weddings. So talk Facts. about that.
0: Yeah, my age, you know, the, the numbers add up, right? Because, you know, you can care about people, but people don't always care about you to invite you to these special occasions. Or, you know, again, I understand the logistics of it. Mm-hmm. You know, weddings ain't cheap, neither are funerals. Mm-mm. And too many folks aren't investing in life insurance as well, but that's a whole other topic another day. Um, but these things happen and so like the older you get the more you see people falling like dominoes and it's unfortunate but you know it's a reminder that any given day any given sunday any given monday any given day in the week it could be your turn the clock don't care about none of us time is a concept it's a construct of this system so it is so valuable for us to be aware of that and to make the most use of the time that you do have because of that you know um just the other day you know uh my one of my friends that i grew up with who i talked about previously also talked about in the video that i did you know sincerely jones you know he would have celebrated his 40th birthday the other day wow you know that was literally just the other day and you know i have the privilege of still being here to be able to talk about it you know i was able to you know, reflect on my childhood experiences with him and us as adults and being parents and stuff like that. But, you know, he's not here anymore. I am. That's a privilege. Every moment is a privilege. You know, that's a privilege to be able to see, you know, people live, see people celebrate, to see people go through things um, and just that experience. And so to me, it's almost foolish to not be somewhat inspired or motivated by, having the privilege of living life every day and i for some reason i don't know why this is but i feel like just generally speaking we take sunrises and sunsets for granted when's the last time you sat and watched the sunrise or sunset honestly
1: it was at a photo shoot because i had it was literally at the sunset Oh, that. the one that we yeah. were talking
0: about that one day, yeah, 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 and that was fire too.
1: So that was that was the the one day I had to just stand there and kind of wait for the sunset because I was supposed to take the photo at that time, but never was it like intentional unless I was like you know taking out a shorty for a date or something like that. But and that was more business. Um, before then, or actually now that I think about it, when I go on walks because I like to sometimes go on walks between like six, seven, or something along those lines, and then I'll start seeing the sunset. But I never actually just sat down and just kind of appreciated that
0: yeah it like literally like it what if the sun decided like y'all i'm done i'm checked out yeah y'all didn't appreciate me i'm signing off dun, 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 dun. you hear the windows <laughs> yeah aol showing my age 30s brother <laughs> but i'm saying like i feel like those things are valued enough and i think just throughout time i've grown to develop like an appreciation for a lot of these like little things so yeah plenty of times even the one photo shoot i did Uh, for a project and i i go to this one bench in the game preserves and i'll just chill out there and i've watched the sunrise i watch the sunset and um just kind of like appreciate the process because it's literally a mirror of life yeah when you're born your sun is rising yeah dying your sun is setting lights out brother yeah so my
1: my other question is if you were to meet Nice Jones in his 20s, and now that you're 30, besides time, besides parenthood, what's another thing that you would want to give as an elevator pitch? Let's say you, you see Nice Jones in, in his 20s, mm-hmm. and you're stuck in an elevator, and you only have to give him a certain amount of advice. What would that advice be? Honestly,
0: <laughs> really the biggest thing is Unlock your creativity. I've always been a creative. I've just not always fully embraced it and just didn't know how uh-huh. through being such an introvert. But I think that's why when I worked in advertising, it was a good match made in heaven for that discovery process because I love information. And as much as I'm introverted, I enjoyed talking to the business owners where I'd ask them questions and learn stuff. And then it's like, wow, you have this wealth of knowledge. I was adding value to all their businesses through advertising but also like i was giving them game beyond my job like oh you know if you change this process or you did this and i was just aware of a lot of other things um they got a lot of value out of it and you know i was hustling them media packages in the recession you know i worked in advertising from what year was that 2008 to 2011 wow and the stuff we're talking about in the economy now was happening back then except now some of these things seem a little bit more darker but you know i was hustling those those media buys and it was because of my creativity and, and talking to you know the business owners the way i did and just you know writing you know different ads changing their designs and things like that
1: so um, would you say you in your 20s you would have told yourself to be even more creative or more yeah, open
0: was be that, even more creative what what was holding you
1: back you feel like at that time was it fear was it situational based what what exactly was holding back your creativity
0: i would say it's it was a combination of all of it um you know having success early on for me because i was fairly young having my graduate degree fairly young having the job i had in advertising and being successful at that and being able to um you know get a house and stuff like that you know i experienced a lot very early that mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily the same as some of my contemporaries so um it was a rush but i was always looking for like the next thing always looking to build up but you know um being able to just kind of exercise and work on some of the ideas that i was having and express them and explore them you know i have tons of ideas that i wrote down but then yeah i didn't necessarily lean into them the way i lean into things now so like you know and also regardless of having a degree i didn't have the resources or the the people around me that looked like me were from where i was from that did things that were even similar to what i wanted to do Mm. i was the one kind of in the front yeah you know what i mean so there's it's a gift and a curse to be first
1: yeah that is very true
0: kind of a bar but i'm not a rapper i mean when you go to bat
1: if you think about it when you when you go to war
0: the people that usually are on the front lines bruh yeah so so it's a lot you know so there was you know people that i could look up to and um but they were also in much different spaces than i was in you know Mm -hmm. like my cousin who his birthday was also uh the other day um shout out to my cousin john but um you know he was in the army he traveled the world and i used to think that was just so dope you know but i also knew that you know going to the army really wasn't something that was necessarily for me right but i liked it because you know he had a leadership role right he traveled his family was always right with him so i thought that was that was amazing and you know that was a beautiful thing for him and it's you know paid a lot of dividends for him and his family so over you know overall this time but yeah, I think just kind of leaning into it. This is why so much I, I'm always preaching like death to comfort zones and recognizing that, you know, there's three versions of me at any given time. I get to learn from the past. I get to stay present and learn from that person. But I also get to make moves now that me 10 years from now will be thankful for. So okay. that takes a lot of presence.
1: OK. So what would be next on the list?
0: Honestly, um, for real, for real, is just. Doing things you loved to do as a kid. You know, I I feel like doing those types of activities, and a lot of people will phrase that as, um, you know, uh, channeling your inner child, healing your inner child, things like that. Mm. Um, Because when you're a child, you're like super free. You're not really thinking about criticism or or, or judgment as much. You're, You're taught those things. The world is shaping you don't do this, don't do that. Like you're hearing, you know, a million no's before you become an adult. So that sets your boundaries of what sh- your belief system is. And then sometimes the the adults who don't get a chance or never take the chance now put their fear on you because they're projecting what the wounds that they're feeling as their child because they got limited the same way. Right. So that's why I say being in touch with you know, the things you've thought about or love doing allows you to kind of like recreate that experience moving forward. So, you know, I was always a creative even, even as a kid. I just really didn't show it to a lot of people. But it used to be mad funny where I would hear different songs and sometimes my one boy would be at my crib with me and I would like remix it on the spot, just making up like just funny lyrics or like spoofing it. And I believe that I got that that type of like concept from watching and living color so much as a kid. Because I love, to this day, I still love sketch comedy. Mm. Look, I even showed you my notes how many like random sketches and that's just like one note. I have tons of
1: sketches. Sketches coming soon.
0: Yeah. So, you know, and the thing is, even when I took my creative writing class um, a couple months ago, you know, I had a ball with that because I was writing dialogue and stuff and I was like, yo, this is mad funny. But I can like picture scenarios so like even the people that I work with at my day job, I come up with stuff on the spot and they're like, yo, how the heck did you like Create this whole scenario just on the spot and but then i have to think about it like yo i've literally always been that way but it would just go off in my head i didn't tell nobody unless it was friends i was really close with and then it was like comedy hour but when people used to say i was funny i'd be like Nah, i'm not funny like what are you talking about i'm just this quiet shy kid chilling but then after a while i'm like nah i'd be really like painting a picture real quick and so like now it's like i really want to express more of that because it's always been there i just never really tapped into it so i think that's a big one to me it's just again like tapping into and like really sitting with like what did you love as a kid what books changed your life what movies changed your life what things made you feel alive what things made you feel a little weaker inside and trying to get through all those things
1: i think the the most interesting thing that you said about that is the fact that you want to feel a little bit more free just like how you were as a child and the reason why i think that is because i think as you get older you obviously have priorities Mm -hmm. you obviously have responsibilities Mm -hmm. but you you forget to make that fun or that freedom of creativity a priority as well because people are constantly living day by day working their job probably watching something on tv most of Hmm. i would say a good majority of people they usually watch something on tv and relate to a show because it's something more exciting than what they have going on in their life and same thing with video games because it's like you know you're you're going outside of your world your current world your current reality and kind of going into this other reality where even if you take a risk in that
0: reality, it doesn't affect you directly. No, don't. And people are afraid of risk. But the only reason they're afraid of risk is from an older person that never took risk. Yep. Putting the fear of them, of the risk onto them. Like, bro, everything is cyclical. Everything's designed. You hear no 10,000 times before it's your time to do some stuff.
1: So simple. So the, the, the interesting thing is like, even when I watch TV now, I always think about, like, and this is a weird way to think about it because I'm I'm also, like, a really big cinema nerd. (laughs) I'm I'm witnessing someone on their grind and on their purpose because I I go outside of that reality um, that they're in or the story that they're telling, and I'm like, well, this is an actor. This is probably someone that's been trying to do this, and they're doing it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I check myself because I'm like, you know, there's times that I need to decompress, and I could watch a show, but when I feel like I'm just wasting time, I chuck myself, and I'm like, mm-hmm. look, you're, I'm watching Michael Jordan right now, and I'm sitting in the sidelines. And I never and liked that. Not for my personality. Some people are good watching the, watching the game. Some people are good rooting for the teams, making bets. I'm trying to be in the game.
0: I'm yeah, same Trying here. to be MJ. Yeah, <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> you're like Michael James. <laughs> Not, not Michael Jordan. All right. All right. All right. All right. You're like Michael Mid. Yo <laughs> You're Eminem. You're Eminem, Michael Mid. <laughs> hey man, if you play the sport, I don't know if they had a helmet to fit your big head, bro.
1: Oh man, now, now now we getting into this. Now we getting into this. But now that we mention it, we we're gonna do a special shout out to our boy Lamar Watson Les- for providing Ooh. us some clothing. For, for sure For this episode
0: Mr. Make a Statement Make a you know Statement we'll Definitely appreciate that Because that's love You know what I mean Yes sir Got it on the sleeve and all that You got the, the hat, hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know
1: Yes and, sh- out. and shout out to Big Bang too. I copped this at the mall the other day uh, They're doing the collab with uh, the Lehigh Valley Legends With their new uh, logo design of Be Legendary Which I rock with And I gotta cop one of those So shout out to them
0: I love that. I love that. And seeing that's great, you know, supporting entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs supporting us. Yes, sir. It's the stuff you love to see. Yes. Support and love in the valley. Power in minds, one episode a time, but also a power in entrepreneurs that stay on their grind. Mm. Bars. Something like, you know. <laughs> Numero cinco. But yo, back to your back to that point real quick. Okay. You know, people be thinking I'm weird. I don't watch sports like that. Yo, and NBA is my favorite sport, so I do watch a little bit more during playoffs. But like, I haven't really consistently watched football in about s- seven years. Yeah. And people still text me to be like, your Cowboys suck, and I'm like, bro, I have no idea what's happening. So, yes, I was a Cowboys fan, but I don't really watch football. It's it's weird, but I rather
1: instead of watching the game, I rather watch the documentary of the player that got there. Yeah, I'd rather watch I the story. Buy the buy their book. Yep, just yep. because the amount of dedication to make it that level, to make it to the NBA, to make it to the MLB, to make it into FIFA, to make it to the Olympics. Dedication, hard yeah. work, plus patience. Mm, exactly. Nipsey. Yeah, you more like Minty Hustle. <laughs> Don't do this. <laughs> you guys are gonna understand the reference. So. <laughs> but, um, yeah, if you think about how much work an athlete, professional athlete, puts in. 20,000 hours huh. easily way more and not to knock anyone's hustle but i met guys that wanted to be in professional sports
0: mm-hmm.
1: and same thing with business people that wanted to be entrepreneurs but they lack that discipline they lack that drive they lack that it's more than just talent it's more than just skill it's just that dedication just like you said
0: yeah and, and that, that willpower. That I love that song. Man. Lipsy and Kendrick. But yeah, what's that quote? Um, hard work beats talent when talent don't work hard. Yeah. And it's true. There's so many talented people you can meet that just it's very natural for them. But then sometimes they're so good at stuff, they just won't work hard at it and just have this expectation. And, you know, it doesn't really work that way. But that's to your point, like. I can show you notes from when I was a teenager. As much as I love basketball, uh-huh. I always wanted to be a team owner. Mm. I thought Jerry Buss's story was fascinating of the little bit that I was able to read about at that age. Yeah. But so then when they dropped the uh, the the Lakers uh, show on HBO, I was blown away by that. So I was like, oh, wait, now I get to see like an adaptation of how he got the team. And it was just all like this just a lot of wild stuff. And right. before that show ever came out, I was fortunate enough in COVID that I was on a Zoom with Rodney Barnes, who I, he was either director or producer of the show. And it was okay. like a small Zoom. So there's only like 20 of us on there. And he was just talking about his career, um, you know, working in film and being a storyteller and writing comic books. He has a podcast that like he's all over the place, which I think is amazing. Um, there was somebody else from Howard on that Zoom. I think it was a... Uh, um, That's a shame. I can't remember homie's name. Anyway, it was amazing. And um, it was him and then someone else from the music industry. Oh, it was Young Guru. Young Guru, Jay-Z's engineer. Okay. And um, just to kind of hear how they talked about how they took risks, how they took opportunities. And, um, you know, even though it was kind of like foreign for them at the time, they kind of just removed the fear part and just went forward and just took leaps and just made the connections and just kept moving forward constantly no matter what obstacles came and it was just like that discipline and dedication to just continue to move forward. And sometimes that's the way you win. But yeah. you know, sitting on the sidelines and watching everyone else play is not going to do it. Nope, nope. So oh. that that so that's why I wanted to circle back to that because some people think I'm weird. I don't watch much TV. I don't watch much sports anymore. I'd rather participate in different ways. And like you said, I don't watch the Hitsville documentary about Motown like 50 times during COVID. I'm just blown away at. The forward thinking that was done for them to you know create the motown sound which literally changed music forever
1: (laughs) yeah for sure for sure because so much so many genres came out of that
0: yes oh my gosh yeah barry gordy man i feel like he doesn't get talked about enough but you know just to give people a little snippet i was the main thing that got me was my man's was working at ford motor company Mm -hmm. in detroit in the factory putting other cars, seeing the process in which everything was organized and everything had its own compartment in which parts came in the way they put together the cars. And then he had this idea like, wait, the way this thing is so specialized, we can put music through the same exact process. Mm. And that's what they did. And then out of it, they had this unique process with all the raw materials with songwriters, producers, artists, put it all together at the end, have a song, but then at the end, quality control they had a committee they would argue over the songs on the positives and negatives before they ever put anything out and it literally reshaped music forever which is why i believe qc is qc now which is quality control music with you know p and them so and they were also under uh motown for a little bit before they just did that deal recently Uh, i believe it was for close to a billion dollars or something something crazy but um yeah that just blew my
1: mind So, relating it back to your 30s, (laughs) what's number five that's going to reshape your
0: 30s or reshape someone's 30s, just like Motown? For me, after addressing all those other things, is honestly uh, just love. Love on your loved ones. Loving on your loved ones. Love on the things that you love to do. Just embracing all those things that I shared. But at the center of it, it's so much Is just rooting in, in love and, and passion And just like Being pure You know what I mean Like yeah I crack a lot of jokes I'm sarcastic This guy keeps pointing To the heart Cause his chest it, Cause you're saying At the center of
1: it Love Yeah
0: Yeah I mean it, it's important So like When you approach Everything with That pure intention Like you know Emotions are a spectrum On one end you have Love Extreme positive Right Yeah On the other end Of that spectrum What do you got Another four letter word Hmm Hey, hey! Uh, I was like, uh, <laughs> uh, love, hate, and not to say you're a hater. It's just I'm, I'm right hand dominant, so naturally I'm gonna go this way. Somebody gonna be like, <laughs> oh, see, they don't like each other. <laughs> Pod Wars 2023, <laughs> it's going down. But yeah, you have love, you have hate, and then you have a mixture of things in between. So it's like, do more of what you love, be around more of people you love. You yeah. know, and I always i be doing this sometimes on social media. I realize thinking about it now I haven't done it in a while, but I'd be challenging people to, you know, text somebody you haven't talked to in a while and give them their flowers. Just tell them something you appreciate about them. Tell them something you love about them. Um, Appreciation text, Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And there's times where I've done that to people and then I maybe haven't talked to them in a while and they're just like, yo, I really needed that. Word. And I'm always surprised because I'm like, yo, that took me a minute, you know, but. It just might have changed their entire trajectory of that day or week. You just never really know what people are going through. So it's like I always say I like to go to extremes. So I'd be like, you know, if you have people out there that you think about that, you know, that if they were no longer on this earth and something happened to them, that you feel that impact, then you should reach out to them.
1: Yeah. And it it has to do with energy, too, because like everything's a transfer of energy and life. That's facts So if, if you're like on a positive wave And you're sharing that mm-hmm. Like you could really impact people You could Even even some people that are negative You know they might have their reasons to why they're negative But um, you know g- getting in touch with that old friend A lot of people sometimes when it comes to old friends You know you lose communication um, It might be for a specific reason But sometimes it's just the fact that w- One person's waiting for a text And then the other person's waiting for attacks and then that friendship is just lost weird games people play yeah especially today man like today today i feel like everything is based off of facebook like yeah because when people get removed off of facebook bruh or meta whatever you want to call it (laughs) or like meta oh meta yeah or the can you get the unfollow man people take that
0: like you unfollow them in life bruh i seasonally Every year, I had certain months, I literally deactivated my social media accounts, right? I used to have people hit me up. Oh, I went to go to your page or I went to send you a message. Did you unfriend me? Did you block me? And I'd be like, <laughs> bro, I've literally never unfriended or blocked anyone. The literally only people I ever blocked are spam accounts on Instagram that I noticed. And I'm like, bro, now nah, I'm not doing this. Yeah, That's it. I don't unfollow anyone. I don't unfriend anyone. I don't care that much. I don't go to people's page who... I maybe had an issue with or we fell out or whatever, I don't go searching for stuff. Regardless of what things happen, if I've shared time and space with someone that I know most of it was positive, I actually sincerely care. When I hear things people go through stuff, I sincerely like really care. You know, it's unfortunate, but man, life's bigger than that. So I always say, like, yeah move in love, man, and you get the residuals all day. For sure. It's definitely like a law of attraction type of thing. Most definitely. So could you give us one last bonus one? A bonus one, mm-hmm. yo. Pfft, joke and smile as much as possible. Okay. Yo, laughter has so many healing benefits, and I real—I didn't realize this at first why like I joked around so much, but like literally when I worked in advertising, so advertising my job was I believe it was eight a.m. to four thirty p.m at 10 o'clock we were supposed to take a 15 minute break 10 to 10 15 lunch we had break 12 to 1 then we had another 15 minute break from 3 to 3 15 literally like clockwork my 10 to 10 15 break because again i worked on the phones i'm getting cursed out all the time i'm getting told no all the time i'm not closing deals all the time so it's you know debilitating 10 to 10, 15, I was watching YouTube, stuff to laugh, or I was messing with other people on the sale floor, cracking jokes, just roaming around spreading joy. I didn't realize that there was a whole science to that until I got older and I was like, oh, wow, like this is really why sometimes I'm just like joking or smiling because in those types of jobs, it's draining to be getting rejected all day long. And you're kind of waiting for that moment of joy when you get a sale or you're so excited that something's moving forward. Or you design this new ad for someone or whatever. And then your managers are always beating up on you verbally. They're like verbally abusive. You suck. You're this, you're that. Like, bro, no, I'm not. Like, I look at the (laughs) statutes. You know, my management didn't necessarily always agree, um, you know, with me. And that's cool. Like, they were managing based on how they were taught. You know? Right. Exactly. Sales environments sometimes can be very toxic. But when you know who you are and you know what your your worth is and what you're doing, it doesn't really affect you as bad.
1: Toxic positivity. (laughs) single coming soon
0: here we go again <laughs>
1: so i'm gonna test your copywriting
0: skills oh god all this right guy, really
1: so that top five list plus the bonus one if you had to turn it into a phrase to sum it up
0: <laughs> all right to turn my top yeah plus a bonus uh, into a phrase,
1: I'm trying to I'm trying to hear that Jones
0: uh, GPT, Jones GPT's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a
1: good one. I'm putting him on the spot. I'm giving him a few seconds. And this is, this is something you got to tell, nice Jones in his twenties.
0: Something I still nice Jones. Something. Huh? Time to be creative. Do things all in love for your kids and legacy. I love it. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> That's not easy. I would have loved to try to turn it into an acronym somehow because as much as I hate that everyone keeps using acronyms, the reason why they use them is because it's easy to retain. It's easy. to. It's memorable, too. Very memorable. So. Yeah
1: all right guys well thank you so much for tuning into another episode i hope you definitely got a lot of gems out of that and remember subscribe for more content so we can keep bringing you more gems and building this community
0: yeah because i i don't really want to sit here and have staring contests with y'all no more and you know what my my daughter used to make me battle people at parties i will steer you down i will not lose shout out to my boy tony ortiz in his podcast though but i will have a staring contest and i dare someone to pull up on me and challenge me i will win this is what we got to do, because, you know what? Let's not make the software, guys. Click the button. Matter of fact, don't just click the button. Tell a friend to tell a friend, because we're trying to empower all of them. Invite your ex to the
1: pod. Invite your frenemies. Invite that toxic positivity to the pod so they can actually get some positivity and some gems out of this.
0: Some positivity? Yeah. Kermit takes a sip. (laughs) Toxic positivity.
1: Woo!